Valentine's Day is celebrated all over the world. Its actual origins are hard to find. Some say it began with St. Valentine of Rome, though others believe it was celebrated much earlier than that with a festival called Lupercalia. However you are celebrating Valentine's Day, we are glad you're listening. This is Unexplained Realms, the podcast. I'm your host, Anne, joined by my very single best friend, co-host and producer, Eddie V. Hint, hint, ladies. Insert eye roll here. Valentine's Day wasn't always about hearts, roses, and chocolate. As a matter of fact, some believe its origins lie with an ancient pre-Roman festival called Lupercalia. The festival took place in February, from the 13th to the 15th. A group of Roman priests called Luperci or the Brothers of the Wolf, participated in the festival. This dates back to the 5th century. The Luperci were men between the ages of 20 to 40 years old. They were separated into two groups based on ancestry. This festival was violent bloody and extremely sexually charged. After the animal sacrifices, there was a lottery that assisted in matchmaking couples. The festival occurred so long ago, there's only a Roman legend to explain its existence. The legend states that the ancient king Amulius forced his twin nephews, Romulus and Remus, out of the kingdom. They were to be thrown into the Tiber River to pay for their mother's broken vow. She had broken the vow of celibacy. A servant felt badly and placed the two boys in a basket. It is believed the river god safely brought the brothers to a wild fig tree where they were rescued by a she-wolf. The she-wolf cared for the boys and suckled them in a den at the base of Palantine Hill. This later would be where Rome was founded. The twin boys were later adopted by a shepherd and his wife. In time, they killed the uncle who sentenced them to death and went back to find the cave in which they lived with the she-wolf. 
They named the cave Luperical, based on this legend. It is believed that Lupercalia began to please the she-wolf, as well as the god of fertility, Lupercus. After this, the festival took place every year, always beginning with an animal sacrifice. A male goat was used to represent sexuality. The group of Roman priests, called the Luperci, performed the sacrifices and ended the sacrifice by smearing the animal's blood on the foreheads of two naked young men. Using the same knife they used during the sacrifice. The two Luperci would symbolize Romulus and Remus. To remove the blood, a piece of wool which had been soaked in goat's milk was used. After this ritual sacrifice, there was a feast. And after the feast, the Luperci then cut the hides of the sacrificed goats into whips. The young Luperical priests would then leave the cave and run nearly naked, or sometimes completely naked, and whip women in the streets, though the women welcomed the whipping, as it was good luck to be whipped by one of the naked Luperical priests. It is said that it also assisted in fertility and easing the pain of childbirth. And in some cases, women would run to the nearly naked priest and allow themselves to be whipped, even at times exposing their skin. During the festivities, these luperical priests also chose a woman's name from a jar and would be coupled with them for the rest of the festival. Most couples stayed together till the next year's festival and some fell in love and were married. The festival lost its appeal over time and obviously, we don't hold these types of festivals in current times. Though, it was said at one time Mark Antony participated in the festival while Julius Caesar watched. We know that Lupercalia lasted well into the 4th century, as Pope Gelasius had written a letter regarding Christians and their participation in Lupercalia. He discussed how the participants in the original festival would run naked. But in his current time, participants were not naked. By the time the Pope wrote about the festival, it had evolved into a more modest practice, leading the Pope to make the following statement. 
Your own bashfulness ought itself to teach you that the Lupercalia is a public crime, not salvation. And the cult of divinity, regarding which no wise man would blush. Rather, the Lupercalia is an instrument of depravity, which your mind, bearing testimony against itself, blushes to fulfill. By the 5th century, the Pope ended Lupercalia altogether. Some say this is the period of time Valentine's Day was created. And others state that Lupercalia was the original Valentine's Day. I guess we will never really know if this dark festival gave Valentine's Day its beginning. Maybe we just leave this to the realms of the unexplained. So Julius Caesar liked to watch while Mark Anthony got his freak on, huh? You know what that makes Julius Caesar, ladies and gentlemen? That's right. Cochino. Cochino. And yes, that design will be one of the designs available in the Unexplained Realms merch store. Coming soon. We'll let you know. Yeah, I can't wait for the merch store to go live. You know, Julius Caesar was offered the crown. He was quite disgusted with Mark Antony being naked, running through the streets. And he denied the crown that was presented to him by Mark Antony. Oh, wow. I've never heard that before. And the Pope. Uh, yeah. They've always been an interesting bunch, some of those guys. <laughs> always playing Captain Buzzkill, telling us what to do and what not to do. Don't enjoy yourself. Life is to suffer. Meanwhile, some of them throughout history were breaking half the commandments sometimes siring illegitimate children and or having a secret wife. Do as I say, not as I do. Don't get me started on popes and religion. That's a, another whole episode for me. Yeah. <laughs> We'd like to wish our listeners a happy Valentine's Day. If you decide to bring a whip into your festivities, please use caution and discretion. <laughs> Wait, send pictures, you guys. <laughs> Thanks again for joining us for the Unexplained Realms podcast. If you're new, you can find us at www.unexplainedrealms.com. We can also be found on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and now TikTok. Please don't forget to like and subscribe, and you're always welcome to comment on the website. Support for this podcast comes from Anchor.fm and V Media Studios.